Listen to the show and peep what these dudes bring If you didn't know it's an orange and blue thing Hope to win the championship in a few rings We're talking baseball It's an orange and blue thing Walk off if the game's tied like shoestrings It's a Mets podcast, orange and blue thing Beat the other team with defense in a few swings LFGM, it's an orange and blue thing What's up, Mets fans? I actually am just checking in on the, before I even start our whole little thing about this is Orange and Blue thing, which you guys probably know by now. Uh, we just went live on, I'm pretty sure, all of our platforms. I'm just double checking that we are on Facebook as well because I saw a little glitch start. Oh, and great. I just wanted to make sure because we do have Terry Collins on the show today, if you haven't heard. Yeah, it's not the day for a glitch. No, not the day for a glitch, but we are good. We are live. I see the comments rolling through. Hello to all you guys checking in as you do each week. I did a little live before this live on Instagram to tell people to watch the show because Terry's going to be on. And as we call them, it's not a derogatory thing. The fact checkers yes. in the comments are loyal listeners and loyal fans of Orange and Blue thing. The as producers. We come to call them. They are the producers behind the scenes. And what we're going to do today, we have a whole list of things we want to talk to Terry Collins about, but we will be pulling some comments in as questions for Terry as well. So don't fire them off yet because too many things come into the side and I won't be able to scroll back. But once you see Terry come on here and you want to ask a question, fire it in there and we will put appropriate ones on the show. Perfect. So 79 and 45, the Mets three up on the Braves. Let me ask you a question. What has happened so far this season that did not happen last season? Many things, but if you could pick one. A lot of things. I just feel like this season, more than any season I can recall, they're never out of games. True. Like there's there's so many games where which one was it? The game against the Phillies where Mark Hanna just had those well, two. Yeah, on Sunday, yeah. They yeah. had a spot starter, Jose Buto exactly. comes in. It was one of those games where in the first inning you're like, I've seen this game before. It's a wash. Right, it's right, not right, going right. anywhere. You kind of just give up. You can't do that with this team though. And game I think that's like the biggest game changer. Five hours, rain delay. Yeah. They call up Jose Buto, who didn't even have he probably had no uh thought. I mean, it's always a wish when you're in the right. minors that you're gonna get called up to the bigs this season. You know, when you got guys like you know, hopefully Scherzer, DeGrom, right. you know, Bassett, Cookie Carrasco, um, you know, Taiwan Walker. Mm -hmm. So Peterson, you know, all these guys on the team. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Williams, whoever. Um, I'm probably not going to get called this year. Right. So he's in double A a couple of weeks ago. They get called up triple gets called up to triple A. I think he throws like an inning. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, he's pitching for the Mets. So, uh, yeah, once that game started four zero, you're like, all right, yeah. maybe I could turn this one off. But right. I was driving home from Philly, so I did not. Uh -huh. And uh, the Mets came back and won the game. Um, so the one thing that happened so far this year that did not happen last year, all of last year is okay. the Mets have won 79 games. Last year, last year, they only won 77. Did they really? Right. You How know, like, were they in first place for so long? They were in long? first place for like three months and then fell off a cliff. The division uh, was that week. Wow. Right. With That's guys wild. like Cameron Maben on the team yeah. and whoever else was on the team last year. No disrespect to big leaguers. They're big leaguers for a reason. Right. But uh on paper, it looked like the Mets shouldn't have had the first place for as long as they did last yeah, year. That's crazy. But the Braves won the division last year with only 88 wins. So there's a lot of baseball to be played. It's going to take over 100 wins to win the East, yeah. and we will see what happens down the stretch. But, um, yeah, we were talking about how important it was going to be that that big stretch against the Braves. And, yes. you know, they they weathered the storm. They didn't lose any ground. They didn't gain any ground because they did go one and three last week. They right. didn't get swept, thankfully. But um, 
you know, a lot of factors, I sound like an apologist here, but a lot of <laughs> factors that have to be put into play over the last couple of weeks, the Mets haven't really had any off days, right? They just played five games since Friday, right? Uh, doubleheader on Saturday. And the Mets went up against arguably, arguably two of the best in the Phillies rotation yeah. with Nola and Wheeler. Mm -hmm. Look at us talking Mets. I know. And Look at us go. They went in and won three or four. Yeah. So the Mets are legit. They just need to, you know, get back on track, get yeah. a little and bit of a break. Also, like, I'm not the type to take a breath to make excuses when they lose. Like a lot of those games against the Braves were winnable, but it's one of those things where I'm not going to make excuses and be like, oh, well, they were tired. Oh, they had injuries. But it's I'm, I'm not concerned about the future. No. Like none, nothing I saw in that series is like, oh, this is going to be a problem. Unless, of course, you know, it's injuries people don't come back from and whatever. But other than that, like, I'm not worried. Nothing about it was like, oh, no. season's over. It was no, just like no, a no. shitty series. Move Absolutely. On. And even last night, you know, like, um, you know, this comes up, especially now. I just put a tweet out a little while ago. But every year during the Subway series, mm -hmm. there's always this like, oh, the seven line army versus the bleacher creatures, this and that. We're better. You're trying to be us. You're trying to be. <laughs> We don't want to be the bleacher creatures. We never wanted to no, be or whatever. Don't the, want to be a creature. At the, all. the roll call happened once accidentally in our crew, but whatever it is, what it is. Um, you know, the bleacher creatures, no disrespect to any fan base that has loyal diehards of whatever team it is, whether it's the Oakland A's fans who are still sitting there. Yeah. Last night they had God like, bless them. You know, they only have like 25, 2,500 people show up to the game last night. That's so sad. We'll get to something in a second that <laughs> I want to so highlight. Sad. But whatever team you're a diehard of, yeah. you're a diehard fan. We're in the same boat. We should we should respect each other. But right. whenever the subway series comes up. It's like there's this rivalry or, or some kind of argument between the there's two. There's really more of a rivalry between the fans than there is the teams. No, no. I mean, like <laughs> people that want to like pit us against yeah, each other. No, so exactly. it's like bleacher creatures, no disrespect. You're there whenever you're there. I think it's almost every day. Some of them are there. We go to our, what, 12 home games, but then we travel with thousands of people from coast right. to coast. So it's not even close. Yeah. And I'm not shitting on them, but, you know, it would it's be different. It would be cool if they did mobilize a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, get 50 people to Baltimore yeah. and then it'll grow into a hundred and 200, whatever. That would be cool. Right. I'm not trying to do it for them, but <laughs> um, I'm surprised they don't. Um, but anyway, last night. So uh, the game, did you get to watch the game? Start Some on of it. I was working. So. Okay. So game started off very strangely with uh, Max Scherzer was going for his 200th career victory. Yes. Instead, he got his, 100th career loss so he's now 199 and 100 that sucks he's uh, yeah. so close yeah right but uh it started off strangely there was an appeal play i mean uh nimmo got hit by pitch and then uh whether it was retaliation or not scherzer hit, hit uh hit a batter as well which he ended up scoring but okay. there was a whole appeal play going on like the mets have been successfully pulling off because thanks yes. to buck showalter has told the guys like don't wait for the appeal take off for, for third right you know almost sacrifice yourself uh if you have to but uh, Rizzo took off for second and then he had, I, they didn't really talk about this much, uh -huh. but he was mouthing off to, I believe Lindor. He okay. was like, shut the fuck up. He was like yelling at him. Cause I guess they were chirping at each other when the umpires got involved, yeah. but it started off very, you know, interestingly. Um, oh, I'm sad. I missed that. I missed the first inning. Well, especially since, because we weren't even sure that last night was going to happen. Yeah. The weather's been so freaking wonky around here. Yeah. It was pouring this morning. Then it was sunny two minutes later. Uh, you know, that's just weather, I guess these days, but Doppler Darren checking in, they got it in. <laughs> And uh, unfortunately, Mets lost, but, you know, they can't win every day. Right? right. So I don't know if you happen to see this because I want to talk about this as well. OK, there's a guy on the fan who I respect. He came to one of our tailgates recently. Keith McPherson. Okay. He got the job when the schmooze moved on. Keith works for the fan, big Yankees fan, whatever. When the Mets and the Yankees played last month and the uh -huh. Mets won both games, he went on the air during his show. And I think he was talking with Salicata being like, whatever, it's no big deal. 
It is what it is. The Mets lost. I mean, the Yankees lost, and he basically says that he treats these games or thinks of these games as like exhibition. Oh, he was the guy who said he that. Like, I remember oh, it's, hearing it's that. It's an exhibition, whatever. No big deal. No okay. skin off bat. So last night, I guess he got tickets through Craig Carton. Craig did their show yesterday from Hard Rock at Yankee Stadium. Uh-huh. And I, I heard when I was listening to the show, he gave tickets to McMonagall. Uh, he's a Yankee fan that works for the afternoon show. And I guess they had extras and Keith McPherson went and sat behind and played. Yeah, I think he actually tweeted, like, thanks to Uncle Craigie, right? Uh-huh. So obviously Yankees are winning. McPherson, Yankee fan, works for the fan, sitting behind the plate, is so animated behind the plate, going nuts, which good. Right. No, Have that's fun. What, that's what fans should be doing, uh-huh. right? Uh, standing up with two strikes, whatever. And I'm like, Washington's like, look at this fucking guy. So much for an exhibition for game. For someone who doesn't care about these games, yeah. you seem to be caring quite a bit. Yeah. So I understand the same I used to get uh, get on Salicata. I get like part of being on the radio is saying things that are going to get people to call in yeah. and talk about you and so on and so forth. So I'm sure he didn't really believe that last month was an exhibition. Right. But to then a month later when you were in your house and the Yankees have sucked since like I know. July The Mets 1st. cursed him. Right. Uh, to then kind of pretend like you care is yeah. kind of uh, fugazi to me. So whatever. I called him out last night and then he replied like, I don't care about any Mets fans as much as they care about me or something. And he kind of span- tried to spin it like he's just so silly. Whatever. Just like own it. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Like and the Mets won last time. The Yankees won last night. Great. None honestly, of them were exhibition games. They never do it. But if he backpedaled and was been like, Obviously, I didn't think last month was right. was an exhibition. It was just like my way of coping with the fucking Mets yeah. spanking us, you know? Right. But whatever. So anyway, Jacob DeGrom is not pitching tonight. I hoped he was, but he's not. I'm not going Are, to the game not anymore. Going because of that? I, no, that's what Katie thought, too. <laughs> I texted Katie last night uh, before the game was even over. Yeah. Um, Like, listen, I can't. I don't think I could swing tomorrow. I have so much going on right yeah. now. Yeah. Which is a great thing. Right. It's crazy. I was talking to to uh, Kelly about it last night. Like, I worked yesterday from the second I woke up until, like, maybe 11 o'clock last night. Just because there's so much going on right now. Yeah. We're getting ready for Oakland. We got these thousand coffee mugs that sold out in like a minute the Amazing. other day. Amazing. Uh, people emailing, where's my coffee mug? Yeah. Because um, people are so accustomed to us shipping like instantly. Right. And coffee mugs aren't as easy to pack and box and ship as like a t-shirt. You have to right. like pack them with paper, make sure they don't break. So we are so behind right now. Not behind. We're like, this is like normal busy for people. We're uh-huh. just so fast usually. But I have so much going on. So after this, I'm going to City Field. I have to drop off a bunch of stuff to. Re- oh, today. Yeah, to wow. restock our kiosk, uh, because big weekend coming up, Old Timers Day Saturday. Obviously, yeah. a lot of people are going to be at the ballpark, so I have to go to City Field after this. Then I have to go pick up uh, a bunch of other stuff, and then come back here, and then go home. I have so much going on, so no. me being the in the Bronx is not, in the cards. Is not gonna happen. But um, the Mets did not win last night anyway. But uh-huh. my entire plan was to do. This happens every week during the show. No caller ID, and you call me during the show. Um. Maybe it's a My fan. plan was to print out a gigantic Yankees logo, bring a broom with me and do that live. Oh, yes. I remember you telling me. video live at the ballpark. Yes. And I think you said, like, don't come home with a black eye. But... <laughs> you're going to get. Well, no, I thought you would get beat up if you're going to start interviewing Yankees fans like you did at City Field, because in the Bronx, they don't play around. It's, but, it's yeah. their stadium. Yeah, I guess. Just, just be careful. So listen, before we move on, we're going to have Terry Collins on in a little bit, but we have to give a, an extreme shout out to our friends at Coney Island because they've yes. already, they've been killing it with us all season. The official beer of the seven line, official partners of the Mets, Maimonides. Did I say it right? Maimonides. Yeah. Look at that. No luck. Let's go. They're in the ballpark for the Cyclones, Maimonides Ballpark. Definitely go check them out. 1904 Surf Avenue in Brooklyn. 
you happen to be hitting a Cyclones game anytime soon, see the future Mets taking some uh, some sights on the boardwalk. They have 12 taps of limited brewery, only exclusive beers, a full kitchen, indoor and outdoor space. It's a really fun time. They always have different events going on, too, like comedy shows, live music and all that. So check them out. But they are also giving away two free season tickets to the Mets for next season, which is an absolutely incredible deal. And it's actually not even a deal because you don't have to do anything except text them to be in the running. So text the word Coney Mets, one word, to 855-933-4223. It puts you in the running to win the two season tickets for next season, a $100 gift card to the brewery, and, of course, a whole bunch of swag. So shirts, hats, pint glasses. They are one of the official partners of the Mets now, so they got a lot of great stuff, co-branded merch, shirts, koozies, bottle openers, flags. Like We have a whole bunch of stuff here. And uh, each week we give away some free stuff to viewers just for listening and watching our show. So if you are watching right now and you want to get in the running, post it on your wall. Press the little share button on Facebook. Post this on your wall. Tell people you're watching Orange and Blue thing. And also hit the little retweet button. And uh, if you're watching on Twitter, you're in the running as well. So before we move on, because I'm trying to get to this, before we get to Terry, I'm going to give away this week's prize packages. Wow. Nice and early. Get it out Doing of the way. it now. On Twitter, we have Mrs. MRS, right? Is that Mrs. or Miss? Mrs. That is Mrs. Mrs. Mojo New York Mets, which I clicked on her profile, and it looks like she's married to a Yankee fan. Uh. And uh, so she's wearing a Mets jersey on her header. I guess her husband's wearing, uh, you know, or significant other, whoever is, is wearing a Yankees jersey. And the kid, they're both holding the kid's hand. And the jersey is split down the middle <laughs> oh. with Yankees and Mets. Kind of like the Poor kids got to make a choice. The Diaz family did the Reds yeah. Mets. Similar to that. So shout out to Mrs. Mojo, New York Mets. I already sent, did I send her? I did not send her a message yet, but I will. Slacking. And on Facebook, Carrie Lynn. Uh, I already contacted her. I'm not sure if Lynn is her last name, but. Uh, I will send all that out as soon as I can. So before we get to Terry, we have a lot of other stuff to talk about because this past weekend, (laughs) uh, the general became like enemy number one. I cannot even believe the, I mean, I can, Uh but I still can't fathom the response that it got. I think that it's, it's absolutely incredible. And I knew like we have a group chat going, I knew this was going to get a lot of attention. Yes. Um, not taking away from Joe from Brooklyn or, or Mark from Hoboken or Sally from Smithtown. Right. If they threw out the pitch, that would have been cool or whatever. If you send a guy out there of the general of with a Jersey says the general <laughs> throwing out a pitch to the fanatic on your home turf, I knew it was going to get eyeballs. So, so not that like this was my grand plan. Right. Andrew's obviously deserving yes. anyway. So uh great rep to to throughout the first He pitch. also has thick enough skin to handle the the wrath of Phillies fans. Yeah, yes. No, yes he does, but you know, not everyone was very friendly. Oh and, no. Well, as we would expect on the internet. Right. Um so, you know, uh whatever. You you got to take that with a grain of salt. He texted me that night uh cuz there was a double header. I went to the second game as well. He he shot back to New York. Um you know, I don't know how you do it, you know, yeah. cuz people talk shit about me or whatever yeah, all day bullied online is I'm like whatever it's the internet if it's some random stranger yeah. who cares right. like i care more about the opinions of my peers yes people who you respect or that i'm friends with than like some loser in yeah. philly you yeah. know so um you know we we saw as well there was i didn't want to retweet this because the all the information that they put it out was wasn't wrong. really accurate yeah but like the phillies the local phillies radio broadcasts or networks or whatever we're talking about this yesterday mm-hmm. they said that like 
he bought the tickets. Yeah, the general bought 500 <laughs> tickets and he was able to throw out the first pitch, yeah. which is so not, none of that is factual. Every fan paid their own way to be there. Yeah. Uh, it's not like we bought this honor. Right. And shout out to the Phillies, honestly. He's calling me now. Hold on. Pause. Terry Collins is on the phone. You take the reins for a second. All right. So if you didn't hear the oh. the Philly sports talk radio yesterday, there was one guy hey, Terry, who was <laughs> who was absolutely outraged by the whole thing. And the other guy was actually like, well, you know, they did. They took over the stadium. What do we have to be mad about? The Philly suck. The um, Mets are awesome. Say, and can you hold on? Um can I hear? I can hear myself. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if anybody saw it. Um, I think somebody had posted it on Twitter. A friend had sent it to Andrew. But shout out to Andrew handling all of this with stride. Um, it is not fun being bullied online. Be nice to people. I don't know how to keep talking. Are we good? <laughs> okay. We said this was going to be similar to like the Jay Horowitz, Bobby Valentine trying to get the the, the video set up kind of thing. So bear with Terry. Okay, He's I'm doing trying to his think best. Of what the extreme backup plan is if if for some reason he does not pop up onto the screen right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> live show. Damn. <laughs> what was the issue? He said that uh, when he clicked on it on his phone, it says that he has to open up Safari and he doesn't have Safari. Oh, but like, it's never an issue. I think it just opens up your camera. Does he have a computer? Yes. I don't know. Uh, okay. I've got a brainstorm here. You keep okay. talking. Oh, God. I'm not This is awesome this. that it's a live show and we're trying to figure this out on the fly. <laughs> I'm going to probably have to set. Well, okay. Can, I don't know how difficult this would be for him to manage, but can you tell him to go to the app store and download Safari? No. Okay. Keep talking. I don't know what. Okay. Let's keep see. What else did you write down for me here? Online bullying. Um, no, I don't really know what else to talk about. I guess right now is a good time. Getting your questions for Terry Collins. Send them over. Oh, am I going to the game next week or should I ask? if they're... I am not. Uh, the 31st. Yes, I am going to the game on the 31st. Seven line outing against the Dodgers. Um, that's a night game, right? Yeah, it's a night game. Awesome. Um, <laughs> this is why I don't do this show on my own. Darren talks. I respond. No, I'm just like you come in like ready, like knowing like how to segue from one to the next. I just kind of follow your lead. People think it's easy, you know. And who is this no caller ID person that just keeps calling you? All right, guys. So as as I try, the only (laughs) other option we have here is to just have him have the sound of him. Okay. And not his, not, not his his beautiful face. Right. But I don't think he'd be able to hear us. Damn it. All right, we're gonna figure it um, out. We're gonna work on this. Okay. So anyway, talk about tick pick because old timers oh, day is this weekend. Yes. Old timers day is this weekend, which is one of the big reasons we're having Terry Collins on. Terry Collins will be at Old Timers Day along with a bunch of other people. Um, if you would like to see Old Timers Day, see some old familiar faces and also watch an actual Mets game after, I believe. Uh this Saturday, August 27th, Old Timers Day. If you're going to get your tickets, you have not got them yet, you want to go to TickPick. TickPick is the best place to get tickets of not only Mets games, but of any kind. There are no taxes or fees. The price you see is the price you're getting. It is the absolute best place to get them. Um, not that I encourage you to wait to the last minute for a game like Old Timers Day, but honestly, sometimes day of, you will find tickets for as low as like $5. And if you are a first-time user and if you have our promo code OABT, you can get $10 off any purchase of $99 or more using that code OABT. Again, if you are a first time so user. this Friday is uh, the Max Scherzer strikeout counter bobblehead. If you haven't seen that yet, uh, you can get in for 12 bucks. 
Damn. Uh, Saturday, Old Timers Day, 710 start. I think Old Timers Day starts around like three-ish or four-ish. It's a little early. Uh, $39. So definitely check out TickPick. Like Julia said, no fees. And uh, we use it. We love it. Julia was uh, big on TickPick before they even yes. started to join up on the show. But I've always been You told loyal. them the promo code? Promo code. O-A-B-T, orange and blue thing, our initials, $10 off any purchase of $99 or more if you're a first-time user. If you're not a first-time user, make a new account. Use that code, O-A-B-T. Um, and yeah, we love TickPick. I'm very disappointed because like, <laughs> I think that having Terry on the screen would be great. Yes, I agree. I don't know if people can hear you, but yes, having Terry on the screen would be great. The other option will have to be this, which people are learning on the fly right now how... Oh, there he is. He's here? No. Oh, he's calling. Hold on. Oh, God, it's just me again. Terry. <laughs> okay, would you be able to just give me one second? I'm just setting something up here, and I think that we'll be able to just run it this way. Okay. okay. Live second. show, baby. So we've talked about it before, how Darren wears all the hats on this show, but... This is a first. This, this, is, this is a first. He's always been the sound guy, but this, this is innovative. Just gonna cross your fingers, cross your fingers for no feedback. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh shout out to all you guys watching this. I, I don't know if this is entertaining no, or funny. like cringeworthy. The people that are listening after they're gonna be a little confused, but I think yeah. the people watching it, like this has to be kind of entertaining. Terry Collins is on the phone right now. Hi, Terry. Nobody else can hear you yet, but hi. <laughs> okay. So what we need really quick, because we're going to just do a quick sound check here. Uh, can Terry, can you just say one, two, three or something? Yeah, sure. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right. So uh, let me just double check that the folks at home can hear you and then we will get rolling. Um, all right, guys at home. Did you hear Terry's uh, sound check there? If you did, just tell us in the comments. I heard him in my ears. This is good. This is great. Look at this. Look at this on the spot, figuring it out. All right, cool. So, uh, no, no camera, but, uh, we all know what Terry looks like. So let's just roll this. So our next guest, <laughs> our next guest spent seven seasons in Queens from 2011 to 2017. He's the longest tenured manager in franchise history with 1,134 games of service and brought our boys to the world series in 2015. Still a very familiar face within the Met family and a regular on SNY, and also one of this weekend's managers at City Field for Old Timers Day is Mr. Terry Collins. What's up, Terry? Uh, not much. How are you guys doing? We're doing all right. Listen, um, so we've been running this show for six years now, and I don't think I've ever on the spot. I know you couldn't see it, but I'll show you afterwards. I just completely changed the soundboard. We don't have any producers. We do everything on the spot, so I appreciate your patience with us. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, also, Terry, I don't know if Darren tells people ahead of time that he has a co-host on the show. My name's Julia. <laughs> nice <laughs> to meet you. Um, Julia. Yes, Julia. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a question. We had David Wright on the show a few years ago, and I asked this, him this question, and I'm very curious to hear other people's answers as well. Who do you feel was the most underrated player that you managed for the Mets, whether they were underrated by the fans, the organization, who do you feel as somebody that maybe we didn't realize how important they really were to a team that you managed? Oh, wow. That's a really good question. Um, you know, going through some of the time I would, you know, the, uh, Lucas Duda would come to mind. Okay. You know, he, 
gosh, he was involved in a you know some huge games and some big hits. You know, Wilmer Flores was a guy who you know came off the bench a lot and got big hits. And people told me he couldn't play shortstop, and yet he played shortstop in the twenty in the World Series in twenty fifteen. So uh, extremely underrated player, very good hitter, still is a good hitter. So um, those guys would come to mind. I would probably say. Oh man. Um, you know, Murph obviously outside, you know, in this playoff time was, right. but, but before, before, even before that, you know, this guy, we really count on him a lot for big hits. Um, and I, I tell you, I'll tell you one guy who was underrated, mm-hmm. even, even though he got an accolade by getting a gold glove and that was, uh, Juan Magaris. Yeah. I mean, my God, he was brilliant in center field. You know, he may not have hit a lot, but he saved a lot of runs. I will tell you for sure. So there's a, I feel like there's quite a, a few Mets that unfortunately, well, f- fortunately for them, unfortunately for us, once they left the Mets, they had a lot of success like uh, Justin Turner or Daniel Murphy. Are these, uh, were, was that surprising to you? Or did you kind of know that once these guys maybe had a, a change of pace that they would thrive? Well, I, I knew Murph was going to thrive for sure. I mean, Dan could, re- Dan hit, he could really hit. And at the end of 2015, you know, uh, our hitting coaches at the time, Kevin Long and Pat Ressler, you know, they, they, they ran some stats by Dan and, and showed him that when he got the ball in the air, how much damage he did. And Dan said, okay, I'm going to start hitting the ball in the air. And he did it. He had the ability to do it. His, his back to ball skills were second to none. Now, Justin Turner, when we lost Justin, who was a very good extra player for us, when he went to Los Angeles, he took it upon himself to change his swing um, and, and went to a hitting guy out in LA changed his swing, changed his approach. And so, uh, you know, you got to tip your hat to what Justin did. Yeah, totally. Um, so I will say I am guilty of it as well. A lot of us, you know, watching the game at home with no actual big, big league experience, like to take upon ourselves to be like couch managers managing the game from home and criticizing every move a manager has ever made. Um, but I'm wondering if you have ever kind of criticized yourself in certain situations. And if there is one time you can think of any game, any move that you wish you had a do over on. And if so, <laughs> what would you do instead? You, you've heard this before, haven't you? You, <laughs> you just want me to say it on your show. No, I'm I mean, really yeah, curious. Go, yeah, well, there's a lot of games. I mean, every time after a game, you, I mean, when you know, when you make decisions before, you know, it, during a game, you, there, there's a, you think about the decisions long before they happen. Right. You know, you got to think one or two innings ahead. And so, but I will tell you the one, obviously the one game that, always comes to mind is, you know, whether or not I should have left Matt Harvey in a game, in game three in the world series or game four in the world series five, I guess it was, but you know, that that's, you know, past history now. And, you know, I thought at the time, you know, Matt was pitching great and I thought he deserved it, but we did have a closer, even though Jerice had, you know, had blown a save in the world series, still a guy had 50 some saves for us. So, uh, I've, that's one of the games I'll always look back on and say, God, if I could do it over again, I probably would have brought you jury in. I mean, it's impossible to like predict what's going to happen. Like, obviously right. we were there for that game. And when, when you left him in and he came back trotting out up the, up the steps. Oh my the God. Field, it was the best thing you ever were going nuts. So. I, like, I was just going to say, every time I talk to someone about this game, I'm not even just saying this to blow smoke up your back. Cause you're on the show right now. But like, I could not imagine you taking him out in that moment because God forbid it went <laughs> South the other way. 
you never would have heard the end of it because right. of it's that. Double edged sword. Yeah. So right. I don't. You can't kick yourself too hard. I will tell you, Julia. I I just was. I was, I live in Florida, and the other day I was in a store in Florida and ran into a fan, and he he saw me. He said, "Are you Terry Collins?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "You know, you should have took Harvey out." That was the first thing he said out of his mouth. And I said, well, let me tell you, there's 48,000 people who disagree. Oh, my yeah. God. No, you're right. <laughs> no, don't be like that fan. That's terrible. Yeah, it's crazy to feel to think about how many years ago that already was. I know. You know uh, we've all been hoping to get back to the to the promised land. Hopefully this is the season. Uh, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, uh, how do you see the rest of this the, the year with the Mets going? I mean, we're only up three on the Braves now. Do you think they're going to hold tight or what? Yes, I do. I think the Mets are going to win the division. You know, they... They, you know, they got, well, they got, I think they got Braves three at the end of the season. You know, they're awfully strong. And, you know, you don't see Max Scherzer have a, a game where he, you know, makes the mistakes he made last night. This guy's so good. And, you know, with Jake coming, and, you know, we, we said before, boy, if they could get 10 starts out of Jacob DeGrom, the way he can pitch, that's just going to strengthen their staff. They're going to get Carrasco back. They're just so deep, and they've got done such a good job to, you know, give them some depth on the bench now. I just don't see them, you know, losing that lead. So uh, we obviously have Terry Collins on the horn right now. If you're watching live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, and you have a question for Terry, throw it into the chat. I will scroll through them and pull some onto the screen here. Um, So, Julie, you want to take this next one about the pitching staff? Yeah, Yeah. so you were talking about DeGrom. You mentioned Harvey before. I really want to know, you know, that core five, it was supposed to be Harvey, Syndergaard, DeGrom, Mats, Wheeler – what was even though we really didn't have them all at the same time very often, but what was it like managing such a young pitching staff with so much potential and you know the hype, the egos, the struggles that came with them if they came, um, and if they didn't live up to that kind of hype? How did you handle that from the start? Well, I will tell you that was you know certainly those were those were that was going to be a dream staff mm-hmm. and had they all stayed healthy and we certainly nobody could have predicted the injuries that came about, but. You know, it was it was really an honor. But I was really lucky. I, you know, Dan Worthen was my pitching coach, and those guys really respected Dan a lot. Anything he had to say, they tried it. I mean, Dan made Noah Syndergaard a better pitcher. Yeah. He taught him a two seam fastball, and all of a sudden, he didn't go. He didn't have to in five innings. Didn't throw 110 pitches. You know, he got easy outs on two and three pitches because of the two seam fastball, and and it changed it changed the way he pitched. You know, Jacob Degrom, even though Jacob. You know, it has changed who he is in the last few years. I mean, you know, Dan taught him to change up to, you know, and really made him work on his change up. And, you know, we just were very, it was very sad the fact that these guys couldn't stay healthy together at the same time because that would have been a fun staff to watch. For sure. So, speaking of uh, managers, you know, I, I, I guess it's, Relative, relatively young for, I think, Hefner to already be in the role that he has. Uh, was there anyone else that maybe you managed over the years that you could see being a great manager? I think that some fans are, you know, have hoped that maybe uh, Granderson would get in the mix or maybe David Wright. Uh, is there anyone that you have maybe managed over the years with the Mets that you could see taking on that kind of role? I, I will tell you, the one guy I really, and actually I talked to him about what, after he decided to retire, I talked to him about being a coach, and that was Michael Kadire. Mm. You know, tremendous leadership skills, great you know, a great career, uh, really a tremendous guy in the clubhouse, demanded things out of everybody. You know, in, in 15, when David was hurt a lot of the season, Michael Kadire really had a lot to say in that clubhouse. He brought the guys together. He's the one who started all this victory belt. You know, I remember. You know, MVP belt at the end of the game. He's the one who came up with that idea. And David bought the belt, but it was uh, – you know, it was something the guys played for. They wanted, you know, they wanted to wear that thing and, and go through the ritual at the end of a game. And it was Michael Kadire that, 
kind of led that stuff. And I really thought he you know, went sometime, and I'm not sure it's, it's out of his realm right now, but he'd be a great manager. Yeah, that was actually David's answer to my question, by the way, the most underrated teammate he had. He said in that year, uh, Michael Kadire was basically, you know, would take Conforto, help him, basically help him take over his position, which people obviously didn't really see on the sidelines. So, yeah, that, I mean, looking back at all the, the video footage and everything from 15, there was a, a documentary, Tears of Joy, and there was one shot in there in the clubhouse. That I remember. I, I, I can picture it in my head right now. Kadir's off to the left, holding the belt. He's starting the speech. Everyone starts throwing the champagne. I 15 was just such an incredible run. And as a fan, um, you know, that year we had things planned before we obviously knew that you guys were going to go on a run, but we went in that August, we were in Baltimore. We were in uh, Colorado. We obviously were at every playoff game at city field, but at one point in that season, was it maybe after you guys got sets for this that you really felt that this team was special and had a real shot for the World Series? Well, I thought I thought the sets for this trade really really got us going. But you know, Sandy did just a great job. You know, they, everybody looks at Cespedes. You know, he but he went out and he got us depth. He went out and got Juan Uribe, who mm-hmm. gave us depth. He went out and uh, got Kelly Johnson, who gave us depth. And now all of a sudden you're looking down the bench and you're not looking at a guy who just got called up from AAA. You're looking at guys got five, six, eight years of major league experience who were good players. I mean, Juan, Juan Uribe had already won a World Series with the White Sox. We had we so no matter if you gave somebody a day off, you had a major league player to step in. I mean, he he strengthened our bullpen. We always had an issue. How could we? How are we going to get to familiar? Well, he went out and got you know Addison Reed and Tyler Clifford, mm-hmm. and those and all of a sudden now seven, eight, nine innings. There, you know, we had a guy to pitch those innings, and it was that really was a huge difference in our in 2015. So I think it's it's been clear over your your years as a manager that no one could ever really question your passion for the game. Do you know <laughs> offhand how many times you've been ejected from a from a, a ball game? No, I don't know the total. I don't well, know. I looked. You know, Darren does. Again, you know, <laughs> lately in the last the last couple of years, you know, where you had in, you had replay, you know, you didn't really get kicked out very much because you know you right. couldn't argue the couldn't argue the calls anymore. Right. Well, I, I wanted to look this up because obviously you have a very legendary ejection at City Field from back in 2016. <laughs> but uh, you have 40 total ejections, 20 with the Mets, 10 <laughs> with the Angels and 10 with the Astros. And considering you managed more games for the Mets than any any manager in the history of our team, uh, 1,134 games, 20 times is not that much. That's really not that bad. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Well, I, you know, I was lucky. I did players. I did, you know, I did <laughs> a lot of times, you know, a lot of times you get ejected by protecting your player right. during a certain situation. And, but I was lucky enough not to, not to be in that spot too much. Right. So speaking of protecting your players, uh, walk us back. So uh, <laughs> May 28th, 2016, who a lot of fans maybe forget was also the 1986 yes. uh, re- reunion Big day. Big night at city. So you guys had on the throwback uniforms, which I love the racing strategy. I don't know if you guys loved wearing them, but uh, the racing stripe with, the, you know, the 86 throwback. Um, walk us back to that night. Obviously, you wanted a little bit of retaliation against Utley. Is this something that fans always want to talk to you about? <laughs> yes. Yes. Every fan I know brings up, oh, my God, I saw I saw you last night on the Internet. Oh, my gosh, I didn't. I couldn't believe what, you know, what had happened. And I said, well, I couldn't believe it either. You know, just you know, those things happen and you react in the spur of the moment. But. That certainly was a situation where, you know, ten years ago, there that that was that would have happened, and nobody would have blinked an eye. Right. Uh, Utley knew he would have, was going to get thrown out. I wish Noah would have hit him. <laughs> I mean, instead of throwing behind him, and you know, throwing a hundred, I wish he'd left a mark. But mm. you know that those things those things used to be part of the game, and, and guys knew it was coming. Umpires knew it was coming. I can't tell you 
when I was first started managing, we'd get in a situation like that, and the umpire said, you get one shot, and yeah. it's over. Right. Well, that's and pretty much nowadays, what Tom said nowadays, to you. Nowadays, all of a sudden, Major League Baseball is trying to stop that stuff. And, but that's part, you know, that was part of our game for years. Right, right. I mean, well, yeah, you could see. I watched the replay. I mean, I love that clip. I'm not sure if you love it, but obviously <laughs> it took the internet by storm. So I watched it again today for, like, what, the millionth time I've seen it. But uh, Utley was standing there. He looked like he was ready to wear it. And like you said, Noah, Noah had missed. But uh, we were there watching from center field that day. And, you know, we didn't expect it was going to be something where he was ejected immediately with no warning. Right. I think that's probably what got you as heated as he did. But um, did you know at the time that, that Tom Hallion was mic'd up? And would you have reacted I differently? I did not. And, you know, that's a, you know, that's a question I've been asked before. And, I, you know, usually, usually the home plate umpire right. that's mic'd up. And so when you go ahead at the, at the beginning of the game, when you hand over the lineup cards, they will tell you, hey, by the way, I'm mic'd up. Right. You know, the first base umpires, and I, I was shocked. I mean, I, I, as I told somebody on a show one time, do you really think I would have said those things had I known he had a microphone on? That's what I, I mean, was saying. So <laughs> That's I what Julia said to me before we went live. I, said, I was like, give him give him a break here. We were going over our notes here, and I was like, do you think he knew? She's like, no way. There's <laughs> no way he would have chosen the language he did, though I understand in the heat of the moment, things come out. But, but I think that nah, honestly. Nah, 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 I hope I, I hope I, I mean, even though I was still angry, I, had I known he was microphoned, right. I certainly would have <laughs> controlled myself a little better. Well, but you know, as you know, fans, I think that it, obviously it's a game and it's also a job, and we understand that you know players get paid big bucks, and and for um, you know fans to be so passionate as as we are uh, to watch the game, we love when people are as passionate as you are, as you know a player would be about the game, because it's not just a job, you know, and you really do care about it, and I think that goes a long way with the fans. So when that that clip didn't hit the internet immediately. I think it took a while for that to come out. It wasn't yeah. like the next day. No, I think it was like a year or so later. It came out it a came while, out. Yeah. while oh, after the fact. It might have been two or three years Yeah, later. it was down the you road. Know, I, I, you know, when that came out, I got a phone call. said, hey, have you seen this clip that's out about you that's gone, that's gone viral? And I said, no, I don't, you know, I don't do that kind of stuff. And, you know, get on the internet and look at things. And they said, well, you need to see this. <laughs> Well, I called Major League Baseball and I said, there should be an apology coming down the road here, coming down the pike. I got grandkids, you know, that uh, can you imagine coming home from school saying, hey, uh, Grandpa. Look what Grandpa uh, said. By the way, you know, I saw you and what is, you know, what, 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 what does this mean and what does that mean? I, you know, I said, and I, and I told major, people in Major League Baseball, I said, how can that happen? How can that get out? Yeah. You know, that stuff's supposed to be, you know, especially anything out of microphone, it goes in a, you know, a thing that, and it's supposed to be locked away. And it, uh, uh, so I was shocked. Or at least censored. Out. Yeah. For a while, I think that MLB, um, I mean, I don't want to put words in their mouth or anyone else that does marketing for, for the league, but for a while, especially when this came out, they started, they would pull a lot of clips from the internet, like whether it was John Boy or Barstool or whoever would post clips and it would get pulled. Right. But I think that maybe they came, not maybe not this instance, but they came to the realization like, wait, we have all these people sharing content on the internet for us, kind of like NBA players and I mean, NBA fans do that almost like helps the sport. You know, right. they're getting so much more eyeballs on the sport, <laughs> whether it's for this reason or, or others that they're being a little bit more. Hey, you're furthering the game, Terry. Good on, job uh, on sharing content. But um, uh, yeah. <laughs> we were speaking of uh, Noah there. So I want to ask this question from the audience here. James Williams wants to know, because as as we know, Noah famously went to L.A. and now he's back, you know, on the East Coast with the Phillies. But what do you think the biggest difference was between managing in L.A. and managing in NYC? Hmm. Oh, they're, they're two completely different. And I, when I was in L.A., though, I was in Anaheim. I was with the Dodgers. So right. where, where Noah's at. 
And so when you're in Los Angeles, you're the, you know, you're just, uh, it's Dodger town. You know, LA is the Dodger territory. And so managing in Anaheim's like managing a country club. There's hardly any pressure on anybody. And, you know, they, I was going to, when I was managing the angels, I was at, somebody asked me to give a speech one day and I told our community relations department, I was going to go give a speech. And they said, well, you can't, you can't get that. That's in Dodger territory. <laughs> Let me tell you what, that doesn't fly in New York. Right. I mean, that kind of that, I mean, there are, this is a baseball hotbed of a, of a town of a city. I still today walk down the streets and have people stop and ask me questions and bring up stuff. And it's uh, it, it, two completely different at- atmospheres. And that's why, when you hear you guys, you guys are doing interviews and someone say, well, this market or, you know, and that's big. This is the biggest stage. There's mm-hmm. no bigger than this. And the passion that the fan base has, they care. They, you know, they, they care how their team does. They care how their players act. And uh, it's, it's a tremendous place. And if, and if you can play here in New York, you can play anywhere. Yeah, it's funny. We were out in, in uh, Anaheim, I think a couple months ago for Mets series with our group. And uh, there's a brewery directly across the street from the Anaheim Stadium. I can't remember the name of it. But the bartenders were wearing Dodgers shirts. And I walked up <laughs> and I'm like. That pretty much speaks it. I'm yeah, like, isn't this kind of, like I said that to me, yeah. is this kind of like weird? You're right across from the ballpark and you're wearing a Dodgers shirt. You know, not yeah, that you have to yeah. wear Mets or, or Anaheim, but maybe something totally impartial. Like, eh, it doesn't matter. Everyone's a yes, Dodger fan right. here. Crazy. Right. Yeah, they didn't care. No, oh, yeah. I mean, it makes me think like poor Trout, poor Otani, just rotting away on that <laughs> team that no one cares about. It's awful. Um, but all right, Terry, so tell us about Old Timers Day. We know you're going to be there on Saturday. Very exciting. Um, did you and Joe Torrey get to pick your own teams? How did that work? Well, uh, actually, Jay Horowitz, the guy who set this all up, who was the media, direct, media relations director, when I was here, who's, you know, with a Met for 40 years. And, you know, he's, he's the one who kind of pushed for old timers day. And so they put these, they put all, they, they started calling around inviting guys. And then he met with some people here at the, at the ballpark where I'm at right now. And actually had to do my lineup today for the game. But, uh, you know, he, they, they're the ones who said, Hey, here's your teams, you know, but let's do a little mock draft and pick some guys. And so we did that and had a lot of fun with it. And, Willie's really great. I, you know, Willie and I were teammates years ago in the pirate organization. So it was really, really fun to, to do. And I'm looking, I'm really excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. You know, there's a lot of these guys that I didn't know who are coming. Some of them I did. I mean, Sid Fernandez, who's a famous Met, I played, you know, he pitched for me when uh, he was 19. So I'm anxious to see a lot of these guys. So I'm going to ask you a question, kind of put you on the spot here, because you said you already did your mock draft. I'm looking at the roster right in front of me. Uh, can you let us know, at least on your team, who is leading off and who is batting cleanup? Are you, are you, can you tell us that? I believe, oh, I know the leadoff hitter is going to be Jose Reyes. Wow. And, and, and Mookie's going to hit second. Uh, Murph's going to hit third. And I believe I've got Hojo hitting fourth. You got and some youth. That, I forgot who I put down. That is incredible. Do you have Piazza on your team? No, he's on the other team. All this right. is great. Mike's going to play much. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, you know, a lot of the guys, I, I think I, I don't know who I follow. Maybe it's uh, Art Shamsky. Uh, he has a Twitter account, and he's like, I took BP. I, I tried on my uniform. I did all this. And he's like, I still don't think I'm actually going to play in the game. But um, How uh, long is the game going to actually be? Yeah, that's a good do, we know? do we know? Two innings. Two innings. Two innings. Nice. Two innings. Well, I'm everyone get to hit. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be tough to get all those guys in in two innings. I was going to say, that's that's cutting it close. That's going to be yeah. incredible. Though. I'm so excited for it. And, you know, it's, it's something that the Mets did years ago. And, and for our generation, I mean, I'm 
41 years old and I'd never been to an old timers day and Julia is much younger than me. So she <laughs> certainly hasn't either, but we're so excited for it just to see the, 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 the old band back together and guys, all these legends throughout the years, putting the uniforms back on and getting to city field. I think it's a great tradition that I'm glad that the, the Coens and, and the Mets are bringing back. I hope it's an annual thing. It'll be a lot of fun. I'll tell you. So before we let you go, I mean, I, I would be uh, remiss if I didn't mention just to take a second to thank you for how much love you gave our group over the years. I mean, you didn't, you weren't always blessed with the most talented rosters, but you always put a hundred percent into it. And we, as our group was starting in 2012 uh, you know, we saw a lot of losing baseball, but we always tried to put as much passion as we could behind uh, you know, cheering on our teams. And, you know, our first ever outing when we were out in Wrigley in 2013 uh, you specifically came out to greet us, in the bleachers before the game. And you actually said, what the heck are you guys doing here? <laughs> is what you said to us. So, Well, you, you know, you guys have, have started a, something that's gone throughout all the other cities. When you guys go to these towns, there's people, there's teams that'll say, why don't we do this? How can we get, you know, how can we don't have a, a group that follows this? And so you guys have created an atmosphere that the players love, just absolutely love. And, and you should be like, everybody should tip their hat to you. Everybody should come out and say, thank you to you guys. You, it's really cool to see, you know, when you all show up in a game and I, I will, I remember a night you guys were at Yankee stadium the year we swept the Yankees and you changed it. You changed the whole dynamics of that series. Well, thank you, Terry. I appreciate awesome. that. I mean, honestly, like I, I know you can't see it here, but my friend Brian, who's a big member of our group, he wasn't sitting with us that day, but the final game of 2014, obviously the Mets weren't, weren't making the playoffs, but when the game ended, you know, the, the players were throwing it, you know, their, their batting gloves into the crowd and so on and so forth. But you made a beeline straight with, for us with, I think, three or four um, baseballs to throw into the crowd and, you know, wave to everybody. And there's a, a, a sign here on the screen that says, we believe in 2015. So it was almost like a premonition of it's what was awesome. going to happen the next year. But you always went above and above, above and beyond for us. And I definitely uh, just want to say thank you for that. You bet. Thank you so much. All right, Terry. So we thank you for your time. Thank you for weathering the technical difficulties. I appreciate you rolling with the punches here with the technical difficulties. But uh, I'm going to be out there on Saturday, so I'll, I'll try to come and say hello. Uh, please do. Please do. All right. Thanks, Terry. Good, good to talk to you guys. Thanks for having me on. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Wow. That was great. That everyone was could hear that clearly. Like, yeah. that was good. It I, sounded good in my ears. I, I, I hope it did for everyone else. I think so. Oh my goodness. So people are saying what a gem. Uh what an amazing love from TC. Way to go, Jay. It's funny, <laughs> I was talking to Jay yesterday on the phone. I don't know if you guys saw that screenshot of my FaceTime with Joe. Um <laughs> not Joe, with Jay. Jay. So Jay called to say, Hey, everything, everything cool with, with uh Terry, because Jay also, was was the one to help set this up. So thank yeah. you to Jay Harwitz. But so I get off with Jay. I'm like, Yeah, everything's cool. Two seconds later, as I told you, I get a FaceTime from Jay uh -huh. walking through the halls at, <laughs> at City Field, and he looks down, he's like, Oh, hey, Darren. Sorry. He goes to turn it off and it stays on. And then he's like, see, this is how I get in trouble. <laughs> and keeps talking with you on the phone. Yeah. Wait a second. Also, because you had wrote down for me, Joe Torrey. Isn't Willie Randolph the other manager? Yeah. You know what? I The only reason I said Joe Torrey was because I was listening to Carton and Roberts and they were the ones that said there was the mock draft between Terry and Joe Torrey. Okay. So maybe we got he, bad information, but I, I could have sworn it was Willie. Then he said, well, Willie. Look, I was like, damn it. For, well, yeah, they're be, all there. Terry Collins, Joe Torrey, Willie Randolph, and Bobby Valentine. Yeah. And if you haven't, if you missed, if you're late, this was excellent that we also got a little inside information. Yeah, look at us getting scoops. That on Terry's team, leading off is Jose Reyes. Batting second is Mookie Wilson. Batting third is Daniel Murphy. And cleaning up for Team Collins is 
Hojo. Hojo. This would be so cool. It's a really youthful team for like the guys that are there. Like he's got a good team. Yeah. It's awesome. We have, well, and we also got confirmed that uh uh Piazza is not on Terry yes. Collins. And team two either. innings is that's gonna be hard to get all of those guys in. Yeah. That's gonna I, I'm granted not all of them are playing, but I think it should be at least three. So not I don't know if they would be one, two, three innings in this kind of game, but then at least it guarantees everyone gets to hit at least once. But. Yeah. And you know what? Before I move on, I'm gonna I don't want to touch anything because I'm so glad that it actually worked. <laughs> I know. But is my just so you could let me know in the comments before we continue the show, is my sound and Julia's sound just as loud as each other? Because I Praise, also scream. Or I also this is nuts that I was able to fix. I had found that wire. Guys, this was our old uh conference call phone in the back, and then ran a splitter into the one port. So both microphones are on the same channel. I, that was really impressive what you could do under pressure versus what I did under pressure. I'm really sorry for I the thought rest. you were about to pass out. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. Yeah. I had no idea what to discuss. We had really like already touched on all of the things. Right. Because we didn't have a lot. Usually, if this was a normal show, we have an entire hour's worth of things to talk about. We didn't have much because we were having Terry on and we already talked about everything we were planning. That's awesome. So I panicked. But... I actually even lost my, my – oh, here it is. Um. All right, guys. So next week, as Julia, I think she talked about for a second, we have the game next Wednesday against the Dodgers. Yes. That's sold out. So if you want to hit the game with us, it's too late. But if you go to the sevenline.com, scroll down to the bottom, there's a button that says forum. It's free. Make an account. There's like a bunch of threads of people either trying to sell tickets or buy tickets or meet up for games or whatever. The forum is great. There's thousands of members on there. It doesn't get like a ton of activity every day. But if you're looking for something specifically, mm -hmm. and you don't see it on there. There's a button that says like buy and sell tickets. Say that you want to go to the game next week. Maybe someone will contact you and you could just transfer through the ballpark app. It's very easy. It's easier than yes. ever, especially back in the day when we still had hard tickets. I'd like go meet up. With oh, my somebody. gosh. Isn't that crazy? No. Yes. Like that. We used to do that. Well, what's crazier, too, is, you know, I do miss paper. We were cardboard though. cutouts at games. Did you ever think like not think, but like, of course, it was we were going to get back to some type no. of normalcy. Again. I'll tell you right now. I did not you know we were never going to go. To not not that I think we were never going to go, but I every single day that went by. You were just hearing about things getting worse. You weren't hearing about it again. I did not think we'd be back this quickly. Right. I yeah, thought so we very well could have still been. They showed a replay of Pete Alonso's walk-off home run against the Yankees at at uh, City Field two years ago, which if, was nuts too. Remember, they only played the NL East and AL East. Yeah. They played a season. It was yeah. sixty games, but you only played on your the Red Sox, the Yankees. side of the country. Yeah, it was it was nuts. So, um, it was only two years ago, but it feels like a million. And uh, I'm glad that we are somewhat back to normal. So next week we will be tailgating. It is a Wednesday. I'm not bringing the big ass truck because it's a pain in the ass Ooh. to drive through rush hour, but we will be there. Coney's will be there. Um, I think Amelia might even be setting up a lemonade stand. Amazing. Bring cash. She change. Bring like <laughs> pennies. They... Amelia will haggle you. She is <laughs> her father's daughter. She is a businesswoman. So be prepared. She still, I mean, she knows what the seven line logo is. She knows the T7L. But whenever we see anyone wearing Mets anything, yeah. she still thinks it's it's from my here. dad owns the Mets. Didn't she used to say that? Yeah, she was confused. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I am not Steve Cohen, uh, uh, but I appreciate that she's coming around more. <laughs> um, so that'll be fun. So next week, definitely coming out. The game's at seven. I figure we'll be there by like four ish. All right. I hope yeah. tailgate for a couple hours, then head on inside. Um, we talked about Tick Pick. We talked about Coney. Uh, we did touch a little bit on the first pitch i did reach out to the oakland a's because okay. now i'm trying to like let's do this at every ballpark now i'm trying to push it push the envelope a little bit let's because piss everyone off we're gonna be there next month Listen, uh, what does oakland have to lose no one would notice well, it, no one would care they did reply 
they said, unfortunately, uh, the first pitch honors are already taken for that day. So uh, it's not going to happen. But we are going to be uh, there on Friday night. Uh, we're working out some tickets. So we're going to be there on Friday night as well. So if you want to come hang out, uh, I'll, I'll you know, let you know where we're going to be sitting. But last night's announced attendance in Oakland oh, was 2,630 fans. That's oh. announced attendance. That means like tickets sold. Yeah. And not everyone shows up. No. I would say maybe half that. That's so depressing. Very. When you're like a big leaguer, it's like, wow, I made it to the big leagues, but I'm on the athletics and this is whatever. It's like playing in the minors. They draw more in like Maimonides. Yeah, Maimonides. Look at that. Uh, Did you happen to see what went down in left field there recently? I, I heard about something happening. Okay, so upper deck, left field, yeah. a man and a woman were doing public naughty things oh, with each God. other. And obviously they wanted to be seen it was during the day they're in the sun they're up top people in the sun yeah they're they're getting a sunburn on the on their pecker um <laughs> so clearly they wanted to be caught maybe they're into that sort of thing but uh it's all over the internet i want to hang out with these fans not those fans <laughs> i was gonna say show the screen <laughs> i want to hang out with these A's fans who had a lot of fun with this i believe this was last night let's play this clip are we, Are we here, here at the scene of the crime? crime? <laughs> 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 Don't blow it, baby. And the other one was keep your head in the game. <laughs> so definitely they're having fun with it. Those, If you're those A's fans, I doubt you're watching our show, but I definitely want to seek those people out and have fun with them when we get down there next month. So um, we are going to be tailgating. I think it's in Lot K. The Oakland A's are giving us our own tailgate spot. Why not? Uh, and parking spots and all this other stuff. So I sent out an email last night. If you happen to be sitting with us uh, and you want to partake in bringing things to the tailgate, I don't expect you to spend any of your own money, but um, I'm going to be comping uh, a handful of parking spots. Nice. For, I'm going to pay, you know, for people to man of the people pay to park just because I want you to help bring stuff. So tables, tents, coolers. Uh, if you bring ice, I'll throw you some bucks for ice. Uh, but everyone else will BYOB. So bring your own uh, booze. I don't think we can get conies out there on the West Coast. But BYOB, snacks and stuff like that. And we're going to pregame party before that outing uh, next month. It's that Saturday game against Oakland in Oakland. We sold, I think, 800 tickets to the game, which now that they're only drawing 2,000 in August. That's like almost half the attendance. What are they going to draw in September? It's going to be all Mets fans. There's That's a lot of Mets fans wild. in so even if you're not sitting with us, we welcome you to come to the pregame party, the pregame tailgate. I don't know if we're going to be doing anything after the game. I'm sure something will pop up, but there is a discounted hotel room as well. So check your emails. I sent it out last night. There's a link to the hotel and also get back to me if you're driving and you want to bring stuff. So um, again, Saturday, don't forget uh, Old Timers Day. Hit up Tick yes. Pick if you want to buy some tickets and you haven't yet. Also, don't forget tonight, the game is on SNY and also Amazon. Prime. Amazon. I think it's on both. Okay. So make sure you give the hometown team some love. Our boys in the booth. Uh, it is on SNY and Amazon Prime. Interesting. I don't know if it's on Yes, but it's definitely on SNY. So watch the local broadcast. Yeah. The streaming services have been uh, less than desirable. Terrible. So um, except for when they had Wayne on that one time. Yes. They and also, I will say, I enjoyed hearing Cliff Floyd uh, in the Apple TV I love booth. I like Cliff. 
I love him when he does the MLB Network I just, stuff. I, I don't know if I like him as like a play-by-play. I don't want to shit on Cliff. I like Cliff. Is he coming I this love, weekend? I think so. I want to beat me up. No, I love Cliff. Uh, you have my thing. You took it from me. He is going to be there. Yeah. So the only thing, I mean, Cliff's great. I mean, um, you know, it's always nice to see some kind of alumni represented when the Mets are playing. But I think that we're just so spoiled now with how good our, co- and I also our, our just broadcasters think are. It's so hard to find any booth because I've heard fans of other teams when Ron Darling does postseason baseball, people hate Ron Darling that aren't Mets fans. They can't stand listening to him. And I don't agree. But I also think there's just such a difference in the quality of the broadcast when it's a team you're watching night in and night out and you know every little thing. When it's a national broadcast like that, their job is to dumb down everything that's happening for the casual national, even though it's not, even though it is the actual fans watching it, but that's just their job is they have to make this consumable to everyone can't assume you know too much which for us it's just like oh my god we know like yeah. it's it's just boring but all right guys some could do better than others we're coming in on the hour now i have figured out how to trim and get things on instagram thankfully so Great. uh we can go like 30 seconds over but either way let's, let's not. not do that <laughs> um i want to thank you guys for watching if you enjoyed that interview with terry please share this to your social media tell yes. your friends to catch up on the interview it would have been nice to see his face but we know what terry looks like right. so either way that the sound is the sound thanks for bearing with us when i figured out this soundboard here i'm kind of impressed and with myself listening to me I forgot squint. to ask him what if he has an extra spot on the roster mvp fantasy what, camp. what a shame darren didn't get to ask if well, he could play would have been better. Day. it would have been better if he was if he could see us visually because yeah, he probably you want to show the he probably doesn't even remember meeting me right. or seeing me at fantasy camp he's like oh here's some other jabroni right. that paid thousands <laughs> of dollars to play fantasy camp jabroni. uh for a week but um that would have been nice i know i'm sad i didn't get to show my shirt either which do i don't know if anybody think... else noticed it says to who for what with do, his face on it. do you think i should bring my uniform on saturday no and just pretend I'm there to play. No, I don't. Kind of like Costanza when he doesn't get fired. I think that's gets how fired and just shows up for work. Anyway. That's how for the first time since what 2011 you get ejected from the ballpark is trying to go on the field and play in your uniform. I have a credential. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know. All right. I don't want to show off here, but I. I rarely, if you have the pass, I rarely, rarely ask for any kind of access. Go with but God. I want to make like a behind the scenes video. Our Instagram reels have been crushing it. Uh, Indart alone is like. I know. 100,000 views That's on crazy. Instagram. So. Well, you can. There are players. Like he said, he doesn't think Mike Piazza is going to play much. Maybe Mike Piazza wants a pinch hitter. All right. So I'm bringing a bag. I'm going to bring my uniform Saturday. <laughs> uh, look for some kind of behind the scenes video Saturday night or probably Sunday morning because I can't do it from the game of uh, Old Timers Day. Buy your tickets. Tick pick. Watch the game tonight on SNY. Thanks to Coney. Thanks to Tick Pick. Thanks to Julia. Thanks to you guys. <laughs> Share the show. Be in the running for all the free stuff. Swipe it to the right. Snap it to the chat. And uh, most importantly, put it in the books. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Hopefully the Mets get back on track and start stringing along some games here because this three-game lead could shrink very quickly. Thanks, guys. Put it in the box.